Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 205 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist. And joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... Uh, I'm Jesse the Terrible Travel Wilson. Terrible Travel. I almost said Terrible Tenor. That's I like that one, too. I don't know if I'm a tenor or not. Uh, I, I think you might be a tenor. I'm like borderline Al- altissimo. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't have the upper range, sir. No, I do not. Or the lower range. <laughs> or really anything except for what you're hearing now. Yeah. And like one note higher, one note lower. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, hey look at me. I'm talking all high. Uh, uh, I'm a low guy. And that's about the extent of my range. There was literally no difference between those two. <laughs> You know, it's a new, it's a nuanced subtlety. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm speaking really high. Hey, I'm speaking really low. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that difference. Okay, cool. loud and clear. Good. That's an instant replay, by the way. We got an instant replay machine. Jesse, how was your week? Oh man, I'm working hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm stressed out and I'm tired, but I'm not going to go on any rants. Okay. Or raves. People seem oh. to like them, man. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to relax. I found my chi, my center of calm, and I'm just going to be all namaste on this motherfucker tonight. <laughs> all right. Well, that's great. Uh, I, got, I had a pretty good week. I got to, I'm, I'm forming a, we found a gaming couple. So, oh, rare. Transplant gaming couple from Oklahoma. So, Ooh. Yeah. So they're already homebodies. Exactly. They're Oklahoma bodies. They're Oklahoma bodies. Uh, they, it's always fun. It's funny to me. I, I found out, uh, this week that only one in four Seattleites are from Seattle. Like, wow. which well, that actually doesn't surprise me too much. It's, it's always kind of been like the runaway city, right? I guess. I mean, and I never really noticed it until I read that stat, but people always ask me where I'm from. Well, and here's like, the question. What do they mean when they say from Seattle? Well, they, they mean like the Seattle area. So you would include yourself? Yeah. Okay. Like, like I was, I was at work this week, and somebody had a Louisville basketball, and I go, "Oh, I like that Louisville basketball." And he's, and he's like, "You said Louisville correctly. Where are you from?" <laughs> and I was like, "I have Sports Center. Well, I don't have Sports Center actually, but I yeah. have. I, I participated in the bracket challenge. So anyway, I, pr- I probably shouldn't say this, but someone who I might be married to says, um, Illinois, <laughs> Illinois." Yeah. You got to bring the Illinois and bring the Illifunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, we we have a gaming couple, and we uh, they came over this weekend. We played some games. Played this game. It's uh, a little weird when you say you have them. Well, yeah. We are, have them. Are they f- no, they're locked free in our, to leave your apartment? No, no, no. They're okay. locked in our storage unit. Oh, uh, okay. That, okay. That but makes a lot more sense. We're bringing them out once a month to play games with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like... They're like your gaming gimps. I don't know. Did we feed them? I, one of them will eat the other one, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. They, um, got, they got legs still, right? Yeah. Because they can just eat their legs. It's not like they're going to use them. Exactly. They're not going to need their legs. Um, they're and- not like your softball slaves. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we are. We have this gaming couple, hopefully still. If they, hopefully they don't listen to this. Uh, but the, <laughs> but we played games with them. It was very fun. We played this new game, Quantum, that I, that I procured. Super fun game. Oh my god, this game is so good. 
Yeah. And basically, it's a board game in which you uh, have all of these planets, and you have to mine this uh, resource called quantum. An obtainium. Exactly. And each uh, planet has a number associated with it, and all of your ships are dice. And depending on which (laughs) which die number uh, your ship is on, it's a different kind of ship. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to orbit planets to put your quantum cubes down. You're trying to uh, blow up other ships to gain dominance in the system to, to basically uh, uh, scare some planets into giving you their quantum. Um, and there's a lot of strategic elements to it. It's a very fun game. It's got a lot of moving parts, but it's pretty simple to learn and, and fun to play. So, And it's got uh, dynamically changing map shapes. So it comes with like... Uh, 30 different maps, and then you from there you can create your own. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Highly recommend Quantum. 30 different maps? Yeah. Wow. Because the map is just made up of a bunch of uh, squares. A bunch of... Uh-huh. Uh, and so they you, tell you how to, like, arrange them. Right. There's just a sheet. How many squares do you think? Oh, there's... Uh, well, there's enough to do a 16-square grid and have about half... I I'm, guess I'm you have a thir- about 32 squares total in the box. How Like, kind of what size would be, like, a normal... They're, like, 4 by 4 size. squares. Okay, so it doesn't take, like, too long to set up. No, no, no. It, takes, it doesn't take long at all. And the great thing about it is everybody gets a playmat, and the playmat has all the rules on it, so... You love playmats. I love playmats, and I, I, I love it when all the rules of the game are printed on the game, so yeah. that people don't have to keep asking me what the rules are. <laughs> That's really good. Look at your playmat! <laughs> Do you want to go back in your cage? <laughs> you know who else looked at their playmat? Your legs. <laughs> um, God. So anyway, Quantum is cool. I'm very excited about this gaming group. And the dude uh, might tag along the PAX because he's never been. And we started talking about it. It's like PAX is right up his alley. So mm, did right that. Up PAX Alley. Right up PAX Alley. And th- so we did that. And then I also got to play some Destiny beta this weekend with Levi. Oh, what'd you think? Um, I So what you played that on the computer? No, on, on Xbox 360. Do you have an Xbox 360? Yeah. I've had one for uh, oh, six years. Oh, I just brain farted <laughs> yeah. hard. No, I know. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, we played on Xbox 360. Um, not Xbox And that's the new one. No. Because it comes, like, <laughs> the number 360 comes after the number one, right? Well, you'd think. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, so we got to play the Destiny beta. We got kicked out and booted a couple times because they were trying to figure out their system loads and that sort of thing for their dedicated servers. But from a gameplay perspective, I really enjoyed it. Um, it the way I would describe it is Halo meets Borderlands with like a, with like a dash of Call of Duty. That sounds right up yours and Levi's alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Borderlands. Borderlands is probably my favorite FPS. And like it definitely has the elements of every bad guy has a level and they have a health bar and they have and when you shoot them, little numbers fly off of them. Um, and and so not all uh, not all bad guys are created equal, which was pretty much the case in um, in Halo. You know, you had like a, a handful of bad guys, but a bad guy was a bad guy was a bad guy. Here, it's a bad guy level one, bad guy level two, whatever. Right. Um, 
there's uh you know I, I was I was concerned that there were any vehicles. There are definitely vehicles. In fact, you have an ability to just spawn a vehicle wherever you want it, and you get like a little land speeder you could scoot around on, um, which is kind of cool. There's also three is it a hover around. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the Grand Canyon? <laughs> yeah, I actually did see something very similar to the Grand Canyon in the game. Um, <laughs> there's also three level. There's three character classes. So I was playing the hunter, which is like the um, it's kind of like you know, it's your stealthy sniper guy, and then isn't that isn't there a hunter in Borderlands? I think that there is. I think huh. there is. So, and then Levi was playing the Titan, I believe, is what he was playing. It's like the tank, and then like there's from Titanfall. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and it's then, literally a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other um, the other character is the warlock, is the other class, which is like more magical. Ah. Uh. Um, you have Cortana in your head, except Cortana, Cortana is a dude this time, played by Tyrion Lannister. Really? Um, yeah. Cortano. And I got to say, it's not Cortana, it's like, it's called a ghost Cortarian. and it follows you around. So it's not in your head this time, it's just following you around wherever you go. Um, but it's really cool. I mean, you could level up your, um, Levi was also comparing a lot of elements to, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, so you can like level up your boots, you can level up your chest armor, you can level up your gauntlets, you can level up your helmet, you can level up your weapons. There's a whole <laughs> slew of guns. Um, you can, we, o- we only got to go to Earth and the moon, but uh, apparently you're going to be able to go to Venus and Mars. Um, so overall, I really actually super enjoyed the play experience and there was a moment where levi and i were playing together we're kind of clearing out this dungeon if you will and it became a very tactical thing of like me playing my role as a sniper standing back doing a lot of damage slowly and then levi jumping in and and like hacking the guy to death and we got very similar xp off of doing that um so it was it was a really it was a really dynamic experience and i feel like lends itself more toward team play than Halo did from in it from a co-op perspective. The question that I had, we did play one ver- uh, PvP match, and the interesting thing here is when you think Bungie, you think PvP, uh, and I feel like it, they they're definitely going toward more of a dungeon crawly co-op game, and it's and they they might be straying away from PvP, which is kind of weird to me, because it seems, seems like they should play their strength, because, uh, I mean, PvP is the reason why most people bought the Halo franchise, so... Right, but, I mean, maybe they realize they can't compete with Halo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch the, you watch an Xbox One commercial and it's dominated by Master Chief. Like, even if Bungie creates some great new PvP experience, like people are just gonna buy Halo, so they need to do something different. I think another aspect of it here is that PvP is is ubiquitous. I mean, you, PvP is everywhere now, and uh, I think they want Destiny to be a game that lives on. And I feel like giving it more of that RPG dungeon crawly uh, co-op experience will allow it to persist. Whereas games that are more based off of PvP are getting replaced two months later by the next Call yeah, of Duty it's game. A, it's very much a flavor of the week. Right. Or the or Titanfall comes out, and then Battlefield 3 comes out, and then the, right. the next Black Ops game comes out. So like every two or three months you're getting a new FPS. This is something that people can latch on to and really invest in their character. So overall, I thought it was very, very good. And I honestly was kind of just going in because Levi wanted to play. 
and I was mildly curious. And coming out of it, I really like it. I hope we can try it out at PAX. It's going to be coming out in early September. Um, I like to call it September. Me too. Yeah. So anyway, that was my week. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, what are you drinking this week? Oh, man. I I thought I was drinking um, homebrew, but it turns out I'm drinking my Elder God. Mmm. So, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I was grabbing a short fill from work. Right. Cause but I, it Elder turns God out I'm drinking home. my homebrew Elder God. Yeah. Elder God is so good, dude. And it's super boozy, so it's like, oh, I'm drinking, like, a really high alcohol beer. Yeah, dude. So, there is that. Your Elder God is so good. I, last uh, last weekend when I was over in Bremerton, I made sure to Bogart that as soon as possible. No, I know. I saw that. That bottle. I was, I was like, like, all right, and <laughs> Elder God. I was uh, like, you earned it. It's delicious. It's like a champagne, but... I, I like. I don't want to call it the champagne of beers because that makes it sound like a Miller High Life. But it <laughs> really because of does, the copyright infringement. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like a champagne beer, but in all the right ways. Well, it's dry. It's not a very sweet beer. There's not a ton of residual sugar. It's like you think a champagne, you think of something highly carbonated and dry. Mm-hmm. 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 And then there's also a lot of interesting flavors going on with it. So it's right. it's. A, it's kind of a complex beer with a lot of cool flavors, and it's dry, and it's boozy, so and yeah. it's car- nicely carbonated, so it's it's champagne for sure. Delicious, delicious. I'm drinking an arrogant bastard, uh, just uh, bastarding the night away here in, C- in lovely Seattle. Let's get on to some feedback <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to start off feedback this week with a voicemail. This one comes to us from the 360 represent... Uh, here it is. Hi, guys. It's Tina from the greater Seattle area. And I was giving you guys a quick call because I think that you watched The Walking Dead, too. In fact, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it. Um, and I was reading the Cinema Blend um, topic, Walking Dead, Season 3, Shantish Clementine. And they mentioned that it would be really interesting to go into other areas like Washington, D.C. or Seattle or Texas. And I thought it was a really interesting concept. And I didn't know if you guys had an opinion of what... Seattleite zombie apocalypse survivors would behave like. So, I don't know. If you get a chance or if you want to talk about it, I thought that'd be kind of up your guys' alley. So, have a wonderful day, and I'll listen to you on Thursday. Get off my back. Get off my back, Gina. Thanks for calling. Uh, You know, different areas like Seattle or, you know, Texas. (laughs) That's kind of our whole demographic, basically. Uh, That's true, but it's like Uh, (laughs) just when we're talking square your mileage, uh-huh. the difference between Seattle and Texas is somewhat substantial. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Texas is down there, dude. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Um, no, thank, Gina, thank you for your call. We actually don't list. I, we don't watch The Walking Dead. Do you watch The Walking Dead? I watched the first season. Yeah, I, I read the- a bunch of the comic books back in like 08. Yeah, I watched the first season and I read all of the comic books that you had. Basically, Uh, but uh, you know we can't cover it any better than than Jim and Aaron can on Watching Dead. Uh, But we can hype. Oh yeah, we can hyperbolize, hypothesize, hyperbolize for the profits of hypotheses. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like, who do you think of the Seattle tropes would survive the zombie apocalypse? I mean, I feel like there's got to be people who just live in Olympic National Park. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Seattle. Right. I got. I have to make it again abundantly clear 
that I don't and never have self-identified as a Seattleite. Although you have lived in Seattle. I only made it like 10 months. So? And then I bounced. You lived here. All you Seattle guys are dead. You're all dead. <laughs> You're all zombies. None of you are making That's it. True, except man. for, uh, what's that guy's name? Joaquin Phoenix Rising? What? The superhero? Oh, Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones. He's the only one that makes it. Yeah, Phoenix Jones is just waiting for that day. He's like <laughs> he's like the dude standing outside the mall with the end is nigh sign. He's just ready for that to happen. The mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse at any moment. Um, but here's my question. Yeah. Because my natural impulse, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. is hit the mountains. Mm-hmm. Grab my tent, my camping gear, uh, my, t- my trusty tomahawk, and then just go to the mountains. But maybe I would die instantly if I do that. True. Because it's like, I'm in the woods now. Oh, look, there was a zombie and I'm bitten and I'm dead now. Well... That's the thing about a city like Port Townsend. I feel like Port Townsend is primed to survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> because. I don't know. Uh, because you have a bunch of boats. It, ooh, you're right. There's an armada. There's yeah. a lot of farmers. A lot of farmers. You also have. It's also at the end of the road. So there's only <laughs> one entry There's only one entry point. That's true. And then there's the sea. And you also have a lot of people who are, like, fishermen by trade. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can just, uh, you know, reap the benefits of the ocean there. Right. Uh, you know, set up a blockade around the city. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's two types of people in, in Port Townsend. You either got hippies or you got rednecks. <laughs> and I feel like that's a great combo. <laughs> but for, here's for the problem. Here's where it all falls apart. Uh-huh. There's a lot of old people here. Perfect. And when it comes to, like, that person's a zombie, that person's not a zombie, <laughs> sometimes there's a little bit of a gray area area <laughs> when we're talking about, no pun intended, the gray hairs. That's true. The gray area. They might sneak... Th- yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> zombies might sneak through under the guise of old people. Hmm. And then we're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. We'll be like, oh, that's just another old person. Oh, they're biting me, and it's not dentures. Uh-oh. But, but this is another thing. I mean, Seattle is a, a bad place to be because population dense. I mean, zombie the zombie plague can spread quickly here. Whereas I feel like living in a small town is very advantageous because you can isolate the zombie problems. Right. You know? You yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no. You um, should have seen yeah. how many people so, were... Well, there were as many people on my bus today as graduated from Port Townsend High School this year. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really do feel like small towns have that uh, have that advantage, though. Mm-hmm. Small a- town charm. Exactly. We got the Blues Festival coming up, so that'll help. Right. Yeah. Then there's always wooden boat. Wooden boat. Yeah. I, I really feel like the boats are a huge advantage. Yeah, the the Port Townsend Navy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if 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 everything goes to hell, you just take to the seas. But yeah, I suck at boats, so well, it wouldn't be good for me. <laughs> well, you might know some people who have a hookup. I have na- there's zero connection <laughs> between me and anyone who knows 
knows a boat. <laughs> Boats are like animals, right? You don't own them, you just know them. Exactly, exactly. You think uh, you got problems trying a boat, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, Ballard might be able to... to... Oh, no way. No. Here's the only chance he got. Mm-hmm. Is the Seattle... Seattleites, as we were talking about in the, the last episode, are pretty kind of act like zombies. What? You're staring at your feet, shuffling around. Right. Shamblers. Yeah, not making eye contact, mm-hmm. not really engaging in conversation. Right. And as we know from Shaun of the Dead, you can just kind of smear like zombie guts on yourself. And from first episode of Walking Dead. Yes, exactly. Yep. You can just kind of smear yourself with zombie guts, and they're like, sniff, sniff, <laughs> sniff, sniff, you're obviously a zombie. So basically all Seattleites have to do is smear themselves with zombie guts and act normally, and the zombies will think that they're one of their own. <laughs> I like it. Bus full of survivors is what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, thank you, Gina, for that. Um, we got some more... Uh, Feedback this week. Very sensible feedback from Priscilla over in New Jersey. Uh, about We were talking about last week, Aaron has a clinger, stage five clinger, at his apartment complex. And uh, he's trying to figure out a way to politely tell this dude to just back off a little bit without hurting his feelings. Priscilla, who is a teacher, she she which means that she's in many ways a human, uh, a, 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 a scientist of this human experiment. Uh, mm. From the most uh, primal level, before we are programmed with social skills, she's like right in the thick of it down there uh, with with brand new humans. So uh, she 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 wrote in here. She says, "Hi, this is Scylla, the teacher from uh, good old Newark, New Jersey. I hate my voice on the air, so this is my email. Your voice sounds great, Priscilla. You can call us anytime." Uh, she says, "Being a teacher, I deal with this more than I care to say. <laughs> a lot of stage five clingers, apparently." Uh, in the kid zone. Uh, she says, Aaron has to tell his neighbor what he wants, but he needs to give him time, a time and another date. For example, he says, Hi, oh, today's my family day. I really want to spend some quality time with my son and my lady. Can we chat next Tuesday while I'm finishing up on my bike? Hope that helps. Well, that's actually really uh, helpful. I, yeah, no, that sounds like a good uh, actionable piece of advice. Yeah. Just schedule other time, because then you could totally blow them off. But, uh, but you're you're pushing you're just pushing that kicking that can down the road. Yeah, exactly. But just uh, pay the uh, the minimum payment on that credit card of social awkwardness. Exactly, because everybody knows just paying the minimum payment usually works out fine for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Don't even try and touch the principal. <laughs> I will say, though, that's actually very very good advice, Priscilla. Thank you for, for writing in. And then finally, we have uh, a, a voicemail here from the UK. Here's Sam. Hey, yo. How are you guys doing? It's Sam from the UK. And I um, wanted to talk to you about the new Walking Dead comic, Volume 21, that's just been released. Um, I'm... Although I've collected comics for a long time, I'm kind of just really getting into reading them properly as a regular thing. And um, so, yeah, I've kind of been going through The Walking Dead and Battlestar Galactica and um, just starting Avengers v X-Men. But, yeah, I can't get enough of The Walking Dead series and I'm really looking forward to this new volume. So, just wanted to know what sorts of comics you guys are into. I know... 
you, there's been a lot of mention of Saga, which I thought looked really good as well. So, yeah, just wanted some recommendations, see what you guys think. And um, just to say as well, I, I really recommend The Walking Dead for anyone who's listening who hasn't read it, because it's just it, it just feels something so different to other things I've read. So, but yeah, um, and guys, um, I wanted to ask you as well, uh, would you be willing to take people's messages and do kind of like what they do at the beginning of Jackass? So, for instance, I would start off by going, Hey, I'm Eric Walquist, and welcome to Personal Arrogance. <laughs> and, you know, obviously the same we could also do. I'm Jesse Wilson, and welcome to Personal Arrogance. Well, anyway, <laughs> let me know what you think. All right. Thanks, guys. And stay off my ridgeback. <laughs> Stay of my ridge back. Uh, that was vaguely insulting to me. Why? Uh, hi, hey, I'm Jesse. Will- it's Again, no, it's it's it, the voice thing. It's no more insulting than any any person I've ever done of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, once again, Sam with the gold here. I like this idea. Well, like you know, gold a Hamadi. Well, I mean, every exactly. I mean, every podcast starts off the same. Ladies and gentlemen. You know what that sound means? That means it's episode blank, blank, blank of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. So if anybody wants to record that and send it in, we we will start a show with it. I think that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. That's a great idea. Uh, secondly, with comic books, I I don't have a lot of comics that I read outside of Saga, but it is it has become a the type of thing that I've now pre-ordered through issue 24, and we are on issue 21. So I'm I'm deep into Saga. I love that book. I also really really like Scott Snyder's Batman. Um, not so much the later stuff, but the first story arc with the Court of Owls was really 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 good. Um, so Scott Snyder, check out his stuff. Jesse, you are not necessarily a recent comic book guy, but I know that you uh, in a, in a previous life were pretty big in the comics. What were some of your favorites back then? Uh, Shaolin Cowboy. Um, geez, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. There were a guy. Now you 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 got uh, into Marvel Zombies was but was that for more of the Mystique or of the? Uh... I got into Marvel Zombies because back then zombies weren't really that played out. Right, it was kind of it was kind of like the the waxing or wait, which one? Waxing or waning? I think it's the waxing. Either way, the waxing of zombie. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I don't have a good answer for this. What about Marvel Civil War? Were you also into that? Yeah, I was into the Civil War thing, but yeah. it got played out. They got really preachy, hmm. and then I got kind of turned off of it. Well, there's also... And then they rebooted it, like, a month after that. Oh. <laughs> well, there's also uh, Image Comics. I mean, I've been kind of working through their catalog because they released all their issue ones for free on Comic Book Day. Um but, I mean, Images, I love them as a publisher. They do Saga. They do a lot of other good stuff. So um, so I would, I would use that Image banner as kind of a, a stamp of approval as, as far as uh, comic books are concerned, if you want to get outside of the main superhero realms. Um, so, anyway, that's, that's my two cents. Jesse, let's get to the show here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of comic books, speaking of The Walking Dead, speaking of uh, Jim and Aaron, I got to sit down with Jim uh, just a couple of hours ago uh, because he got to go to San Diego Comic Con. 
So uh, we want to get a Paxis-esque update for SDCC 2014, and here it is. We are here with uh, none other than Jim himself. Jim, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. As good as one can be going directly from Comic-Con to Las Vegas. Thank you for letting uh, me cut in on your vacation here. <laughs> no problem. I, I figure it's only relevant for a couple more days, right? <laughs> yeah, well, well I, I, you didn't even let me know you are going to Comic-Con. I had to, I had to soothsay that through Facebook, so uh, oh. I'm very excited that you went. Was this your first time? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was my first time. Wow. I've never been. I mean, for, you're a pop culture guru, so must have been a pretty ex- exciting experience for you. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. um, with 130,000 or so people crammed into a convention center. yikes Rama. <laughs> um, there was a lot of cool stuff there. There's also, like, some things I see as problems. Interesting. Uh, overall, it was really cool, though. Now, you are, uh, you may not be a comic, well, now you're a Comic-Con veteran, but you are a seasoned PAX veteran. Oh, uh, yeah. With, not as many as you, but close. But close. And, and, you know, you've been to more PAX East than I have. How does this compare to uh, a convention like PAX? Oh, um, if, if you take, like, PAX Prime and you basically double it, that's okay. about what you get. But I, I feel like... It's a lot easier to do things at PAX, and maybe that's just the nature of it being half the size. But it, I almost got to see none of Comic-Con except for the exhibit floor. Wow. Uh, it's, and some of the stuff around on kind of the outskirts of the convention center. They have a lot of stuff set up outside. What? So what kind of events are going on? Is it just a lot of panels, and they're really hard to get into? Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's There are a ton of panels. Um a lot of stuff in the smaller rooms that didn't seem like it was it would be too hard to get into. But if you want to go to anything big like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, you're basically going to have to camp out overnight. Uh-huh. Uh, which d- is something that doesn't happen at PAX, right? I mean, you can no, it, almost <laughs> just walk into about anything you want at PAX. Uh, well, if you want to go to a big thing in the main theater, one of the big panels, yeah, you're going to have to wait an hour. It's going to be an hour wait time, guys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so. A whole, a whole hour. A whole entire hour. Maybe an hour 15, even. <laughs> yeah, so. these people were waiting an entire day. They had sleeping bags. They had tents. They had chairs. Wow. They were camping out. I caught a few of the panels of the you know the big ones, uh, like Marvel and, and, uh, and those. It, they seemed really awkward. It oh, seems really? like the people who... Like, the actors know that they are contractually obligated to be there, but for the most part uh, are a little, you know, it just seems kind of awkward to me. It's like seeing Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas at the Ant-Man panel, like, Michael Uh Douglas has started, like, going into his spiel about who he was as Hank Pym in the Ant-Man movie, and it was like, yeah, we all know who Hank Pym is, Michael. Do uh, we? Do we? I don't. <laughs> well, but I, you're talking to a Comic-Con crowd here. Yeah, very true. Well, it's kind of like a nerd contest there, right? It's like, uh-huh. which celebrity can pretend to be the nerdiest so that the fans <laughs> will get the best reaction from it? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, and I have to ask about the nerd funk, because I have heard that San Diego Comic-Con has the worst nerd funk of any convention. <laughs> I can imagine why. I mean, when mm-hmm. you're camping overnight... Right. Uh 
and it's probably rained the night before. It's definitely hot. It was like 90 degrees, mm-hmm. uh, super sunny. Yeah, yeah, you're going to smell the next day in the panel. And when you cram 6,000 of those people into a room, it's pretty bad. And then they yeah. decide, you know what, I've had fun at this panel. I'm going to continue the party on the expo floor, <laughs> and I'm going to bring my funk with me. Yeah. Yeah, I've smelled it a couple times. I've heard, I've heard that from credible sources, that from multiple sources, that Comic-Con has the worst nerd funk. Which it was I, definitely worse than PAX. Okay. Yeah, I think PAX, you know, it's it's there, but mm-hmm. it's avoidable. For sure. Um, either that or everybody just assimilates into the nerd funk. <laughs> that could be it. You can't stop the funk. All right, so we're going to go into uh, just a quick little segment here. Uh, you know, we do the Paxies here on Personal Arrogance. We usually save those four packs so they're not named for packs uh, they are the personal arrogance exhibition experience awards um and uh but we we sometimes apply them to other conventions and i'd love uh, to run through them with with you here so uh we're gonna start with coolest thing jim what was the coolest thing that you saw at comic-con this year all right with all these questions you got to keep in mind that i was only able to get two day two days worth of passes like friday and sunday mm-hmm. um so i did about a third of the stuff that I actually wanted to do. Okay. So my coolest thing was probably the Gotham zip line. They had the city of Gotham's skyline set up um, outside, like right by the the water and a zip line going in front of it. And they take your picture as you were going down. It's like a five second ride on the zip line. Mm -hmm. They take your picture uh, as you were going down and then you got it at the end. You got a shirt, you got a badge. Like this cool, like metal, solid-looking Gotham City Police badge. It was pretty cool. What? And this coincides with the Gotham TV show? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> I am super, super I did the, the running man in my picture, and they sent me a little animated gif of it. <laughs> uh, That's but awesome. But you had to wait two hours in the sun to get onto it. So, you know, it's a little bit of a give and take there. Yeah, it's basically Disneyland. Pretty it's, much, That's yeah. like a Space Mountain wait time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I also saw they had like an Assassin's Creed parkour course that you oh, could do. Oh man! I saw a video of that online. I was like, dude, they need to bring that to PAX for sure. That would be badass. Like, rent out a hotel ballroom and just do it in there. It had like a yeah. It had like a like a like a thirty foot uh, leap of faith at the end into like a giant. Like airbag. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, yeah, "That's pretty sweet." Um, so, what was the weirdest thing that you saw at at, at Comic Con? Oh boy, weirdest. Is there a lot of weird stuff? Yeah, there's some weird stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I mean, I saw it, this might be borderlining on my cosplay thing. Okay, as well, okay. We can but we I can saw, put these two together. If this is best cosplay and weirdest thing, they they can go together. Okay, that might be it then. Okay. Uh, I saw a guy dressed up as a centaur uh, <laughs> walking the exhibit floor, and it was just really weird because like watching him walk, he he didn't have like a two man centaur costume. He had a one man, mm-hmm. so he's like dragging the legs behind him. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was really weird, <laughs> but kind of cool as well. Um, so they were just dragging behind him. Was it was it like a def- was it a good costume or was it a? 
it was a pretty good costume. Okay. Except for the wig. The wig was terrible. I'm but imagining like when my when my dachshund got old, she went paralyzed on her lower half. It, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, but no. she would drag her back legs around. Oh no. And like poop on the carpet because she didn't have any sphincter control. But <laughs> God, that's what I'm imagining this centaur. So bad for your dog. She lived a full life. She was happy. She was a okay. happy little puppy. But uh <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm just imagining from the centaur is 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 my my little Sophie's uh broken spine baby. Anyway, much. uh what <laughs> what was uh so what was the what was the best of show at Comic-Con this year? Oh man, I want to say The Walking Dead season 5 preview. Okay. It was so good. Mm-hmm. They had a booth where you could go there and they had like a tunnel with some zombies in it and you could take your picture with it and above they were showing on these big screens The Walking Dead season 5 preview. Uh big Walking Dead fan here. So seeing that new stuff got me really excited for the show. Uh-huh. And they had a lo- a lot more than I expected them to show of the new season. Awesome. So, um, is there anything you can tease? It's it's going to get crazy at Terminus, and I think Rick is probably going to win. Hello? You're here <laughs> first, guys. Jim. <laughs> uh, what was the biggest letdown? There's always a letdown at a con. Hmm. Maybe. So, I was not expecting to be shut out of all the panels. Uh-huh. I feel like... The biggest letdown was not being able to get into anything that we wanted to get into. Yee, nothing, huh? I, yeah, because, I mean, we would have had to camp overnight, and we were not prepared to do that. And the, the problem is not necessarily that people are camping overnight and that it's huge. Uh, it, it's also that they don't clear the rooms between panels. Yeah, that's what I so, understand. So people will get Hall H, and they'll just stay in Hall H the entire weekend. Yeah, so Game of Thrones fans, if they didn't give two shits about Walking Dead, right. were hogging up all the room in the Walking Dead panel. Yeah. So I, I don't know how you fix that with the giant convention. If clearing out rooms means, you know, they'll, they'll get one panel and they can't see two panels, just too bad. Well, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. That's, how, well, that's what every other convention does. Yeah. I mean, that's what the ferry does. You have to get off the ferry. To get back on, I'm talking about the Washington State Ferries. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you can't just ferry. ride the ferry all day. <laughs> they make you get off. I mean, another thing they could do is like uh, maybe not have maybe have a non-movable section, but it's not premium seats, and then you could like go to the booth for whatever panel you want to go to. And I guess they don't want to have lines in the. Uh, in the exhibition hall, but somehow if you could like get some, get a ticket, acquire a ticket to an individual panel that you wanted to go to, huh? Yeah, I mean that, that, that could create a bad. whole false economy, and people would be scalping tickets and stuff. But <laughs> I don't know. It, the other thing they could do is the same thing that they do with the PAX concerts, and that's like put them up on TVs throughout the convention center mm-hmm. because that enabled me to see concerts when I either didn't feel like cramming into a room with a thousand crazy people, right, or just couldn't get into the room because it was full. Or they also do that multi... Like, they play it in the LAN room, so you can play LAN and watch the concert at the same time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of weird that they don't even do that. Do they live stream them? Because all the PAX panels I, are live streamed. I think so. I, I think... See, that's the weird thing. Comic-Con feels like 
uh, a fuller experience online. Like you get more mm -hmm. of the information that comes out in Comic Con when you're online versus actually going to it. But granted, it's way more fun to go to it. I mean, I got to ride a zip line. That was cool. Right. <laughs> that is cool. Um, I mean, that Gotham experience, I am super, super jealous and of. Just surf the internet and figure out everything <laughs> that went on. Yeah, I need to like, I need to hit an eBay right now for one of those Gotham badges. Um, oh yeah, I got one. Um, so I, we have one more category here. It's a, it's a category that's beloved with packs, and and it usually usually goes to a single. Uh, perennial favorite for this category, and that's the Exhausted Ewok. Uh, mm. But, Jim, who is the Comic-Con attendee of the year this year? <laughs> attendee of the year. Is there anybody that just stood out as, like, that is Comic-Con? Oh, man. Uh, nothing's coming to mind directly. I mean, Centaur guy could get it. <laughs> Centaur but, drag man. Yeah, I mean he's really best in show, period. All right. Sometimes sometimes they sweep. Sometimes you get weirdest thing co best cosplay. I mean weirdest thing plus <laughs> best cosplay equals uh, attendee of the year, I think. Okay. In a right. lot of cases. Um so that's great, man. Uh, so it, how would you rank how would you rank uh you know your your big PAX fan? Unfortunately you can't make it to PAX this year and I'm very bummed about that. Uh but uh but your big PAX fan, you've gone to a lot of PAXs. If PAX is a ten, where does Comic Con fall on the PAX scale? I think just because of the unmanageable crowds and the poor panel management, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it an eight because it is definitely a solid convention. There is tons of stuff to do, and a lot of it is super fun. Uh, lots of really cool stuff to see. But I got to mark it two points down for those problems. It's just really, it's it's maybe too big for its britches. There is talk of maybe moving it from San Diego up to Los Angeles to see if they can get some more space. Oh um, wow! Yeah, that'd be good. Do you think that they, you think that it can? You think that the 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 venue accommodates the con very well? Uh yeah. They just need a bigger main theater. Is the thing mm. like six thousand seats is not enough when you have one hundred and thirty thousand people going to your con? Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking that from like a Seattle scale. Like they just had the Dota two championships here in Seattle. They filled up Key Arena. It's like eighteen thousand seats. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if you could fill up an arena with uh, with the Comic-Con main stage. Yeah, so I, I brought this up. Petco Park is actually down the street, and that's where Nerdist was doing, like, Nerd HQ, uh -huh. which had, like, a, a bunch of cool, like, arcade machines set up, and oh, they cool. were doing shows constantly, and um, they had some laser tag events. That was pretty cool. Uh, didn't get to go into any of those. But you could fill up Petco Park and just have your panel there, right? Yeah, absolutely. It might be a little logistically hard because it's outdoors, but whatever, sure. man. Betco Park, baby. Home of the Padres. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any last things here? I don't want to end on a down note. It sounds like you had a great time. Any last things you want to talk about cool touch points from, from Comic-Con 2014? Yeah, I got a few more things. We went on Thursday night to an Xbox-hosted party where Aisha Tyler was recording one of her Girl on Guy podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was interviewing Shane West, who I, you know, I hadn't really <laughs> heard of before or anything. He's in some shows that I don't watch. Is he related uh, he, to Kanye West? No, Shane West, man. Oh, okay. 
I'm just wondering. They have the same last name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I got to, it was like a hosted party, so it was an open bar. We were uh, nice. just getting free drinks, and they had a whole bunch of Xbox games set up throughout the room. And I got to play Sunset Overdrive, Uh huh. which was pretty freaking sweet. Cool. On the Xbox One? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, And then... Sunset Overdrive is kind of a weird, shiny, futuristic, zombie, energy drink-driven, <laughs> orange crush video game FPS. Is that about right? That's exactly right. That's how they described it on their flyer. Cool. <laughs> uh, and another thing that was cool is Penny Arcade actually had a booth, speaking of packs. Hey! Uh, so I went over there and I checked it out, and Mike was drawing things. What? Uh, if Yeah, he would just sketch something for you if you went up to him for free. What? So I, I didn't have any paper with me. Uh, that was the catch. You had to bring your own canvas. Okay. So I went and I bought one of their shirts, and he drew Gabe on the back oh of my, my shirt God. for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this awesome Penny Arcade shirt, Comic-Con exclusive, with Gabe on the back now. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. And then I bought a pet, uh, set of pins, and I traded Mike and Jerry for one of theirs, which is exclusive like to them, so you can only get it if you trade with them. Right. Is that of their, uh, their characters' faces? No, no. Uh, one of them had like a space helmet, and the other one was like a, uh, wrapped up in some like cocoon sort of thing. Cool. Uh, so I, I got those, and they actually said that this – was probably the last Comic-Con they were going to because it's, you know, they have their own massive convention now and yeah, they, they don't get a whole of lot of attention at Comic-Con, so it's not really worth their time to go there, being away from, like, their wife and kids and stuff. That makes sense, dude. I, I, I was honestly surprised. And they're so accessible. Like, it packs their freaking celebrities. They, like, yeah, literally yeah. have entourages and bodyguards that walk around with them. <laughs> and, uh-huh. like, you could just walk up and get a sketch from Mike. That's crazy awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. Anything else from Comic-Con 2014? Nope, that's it. All right, buddy. Well, have fun in Vegas. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do what Sam Gulmohamadi asked me to do, although uh, it, it does it is a gamble. But go okay. ahead and put 20 on red. 20 on red, okay. And, uh, and then if you win, keep it. Don't <laughs> bet again. Uh, have you done right. any gambling while you're there? Oh, yeah, of course. What, what's your game? Uh, they have a Walking Dead slot machine. That's kind of been my game. Nice. So you, no card tables? You seem uh, like a blackjack man to me. I I am a blackjack man. They have mm. an electronic blackjack machine. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm also an introvert, and I'm not super social. So right. sitting at an electronic table is more my speed. Yep. So I've been doing that. Well, if you get the chance, I would definitely recommend Craps. It's my favorite casino game. If you can find they have it, an if electronic can... version of that, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a great time, buddy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, man. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Pretty good stuff, huh, Jesse? <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> great stuff. Jesse totally has listened to that entire interview. Yeah. Uh, and he... It was more of an interview than a conversation. Definitely. So, uh, so anyway... <laughs> Thank you, Jim, uh, for for spending some time with us uh, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the the lovely land of Nevada. 
Um, Wait, why was he in Las Vegas? Uh, so he and, well, the listeners know, <laughs> he went to uh, San Diego Comic-Con with his girlfriend, and then they decided to spend a week in Vegas. So, a week? Yeah. Wow. Pretty awesome stuff. Jeez, bald move, money. I told him that he had to go to the, um, to the, there's like a Star Trek experience there. And, like, you could, like, go onto the bridge of the Enterprise and stuff. And, like, I know Jim and Aaron are big Star Trek people. So I was like, you got to do that when you're in town. Um, yeah. So, anyways. That's pretty sweet. They I, got the Pyramid, the Eiffel Tower. Right. They got the, it all. They got the Diageo and the Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> I think it's the Bellagio. I think it's Diageo. Probably. Uh, it's great stuff either way. Also, uh, Jim, early recommendation. He's staying at Caesar's Palace, which happens to be my favorite hotel on the Strip. So uh, if you're going to Vegas, stay at Caesar's. Be a Caesar. Caesar's Palace. Caesar for a day. Actually, turns out, historically speaking, um, be careful when you're being a Caesar. <laughs> a lot of y'all are going to die. Interesting thing. I've been listening to Dan Harmer's har- har- Hardcore History. Wow. Dan Carlin's yep. hardcore history. Yeah, the the Duraggio. And <laughs> um and I didn't realize that, but the Kaiser uh from Germany, the Kaiser yeah. was Kaiser is Caesar. Caesar and same thing with the Tsar. Tsar. And same thing with King. King comes from Caesar. Really? Yeah. Man, the English it always really messes up the words. Like you go to Germany and they're like, This is Deutschland, and you're like, What Germany? Yeah, Just yeah, I've been it. over this with like Nippon, yeah, Japan, yeah, Japan, like, like, oh, welcome to Nippon. Oh, le- yeah, I love, I love it here in Japan. No, 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 <laughs> Nippon, N I P P O N. Yeah, I got it, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Japan. anyway, I'm gonna get on my boat, go tell everyone about Japan. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm publishing a book tomorrow. It's called it's Japan. called Japan, the land that starts with a J. <laughs> Uh, original Jake conspiracy. Batman. So yeah, um, I've I've been watching some Team Mom too. <clears throat> uh huh. Guilty pleasure. Uh, and guilty pleasure. And uh, one of the Teen Mom two gals is pregnant again, mm-hmm. and the name of her kid is Kaiser. Wow. And I'm, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, you can't name. A kid Kaiser. <laughs> you can't name a kid Kaiser. What about that's against the rules? So I, I will almost guarantee you they are not talking about a German li- like leader. I bet you they are talking about Kaiser Soze the from buns? Usual Suspects. Oh wait, is there someone in that yeah. show? Kaiser Soze Kais- is like oh. the mystery character of of uh, Usual Suspects. I could so. be way off base on this. Maybe it's so totally okay to name a kid Kaiser. Dude, I bet you if it is a teen mom, they definitely got that name from a movie. Or <laughs> I was just thinking like Kaiser rolls. Yeah. They're like, these rolls are delicious. Let's <laughs> name our... We got a bun in the oven. Let's name it a Kaiser roll. That's very cute. <laughs> First name Kaiser, middle name roll. Now, if you're a teen mom, you're either naming your kid after a fictional character from a movie or a borough of New York. That's how uh, that's how my cousin became named Queens. Anyway, <laughs> s- second topic this week. Speaking of sex, uh, oh. it's, it's time for us to get sexy here, Jesse. 
Oh god, we've never gotten sexy on this podcast before. Well, this one comes to us from Al Jazeera America. Probably the greatest headline I've read this week. And is that one of the babies on Teen Mom 2? Yeah, absolutely. Al Jazeera America does sound yeah. like a baby name from Teen Mom 2. <laughs> awesome. Um, no, this comes to us from Al Jazeera America. Uh, it's, it's a pretty, pretty amazing article about, about where we're going as a scientific species, but species, but I also think it, it, it goes as to where we're going from a conspiratorial level as well. So, uh, the headline reads from the science uh, section here, lust in space, Russians lose control of gecko sex satellite. Okay, I saw that headline and mm-hmm. somehow resisted the urge to follow up on it, so I'm very interested in this. It says, lizards were sent into orbit as part of a study into effects of weightlessness on sexual intercourse. Russian scientists are attempting to reestablish control of a satellite. Real quick, though. Yeah. We know people have been banging in space, right? Have they? They must. Dude, you are constantly on webcam. I guess that doesn't yeah, stop I'm a lot sure of people here. Yeah, there's a here, nook and or cranny of the International <laughs> Space Station. Yeah, they got a lot of free space in there. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure at one point they're like, well, I'm just going to like put this uh, coffee cup right hovering right here, coincidentally. Oh, it's blocking the webcam. Boink. I'm sure that people are banging in space nonstop. Well, you know, I I I, I bet you I I would almost assu- I would almost assure you that if if it has happened, then it happened on the Russian side. I think, ah, I feel no, like this I mean, is real cosmonaut behavior. We all know those like American astronauts are crazy too. There's that one astronaut that like wore the diapers oh, and like drove true. across the country oh, to stalk that's someone. True, the astronaut diapers. That story needs to always continually come up into the cultural lexicon that is literally one of the greatest uh craziest things ever that was like the moment that the 24-hour news cycle peaked when they found that story can you imagine the adrenaline rush of leaving (laughs) orbit and seeing the beautiful blue marble down below as you float weightlessly in space just you and you can take off your spacesuit, and there's another, like, smart, <laughs> educated, virile person right there. Of course you're going to bang. <laughs> I bet. I get overwhelmed I when I see Iowa Aldrin from a plane. and Neil Armstrong banged. Who? It's, I can't. I don't think they oh, can Buzz resist Aldrin. the urge. You just think that it becomes such an overwhelming experience. In space, gender doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just such an overwhelming experience. I mean, so few people have experienced it. It's so it's so difficult to express to anyone that once it happens, it's it's got to be emotionally overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. They talk about the Kyber belt mm-hmm. and like the radiation and everything. The true Kyber belt is that your belt comes off once you pass it. <laughs> Isn't the Kyber belt outside of our solar system? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the ring of asteroids that go around the edge of our solar system, Jesse. Uh, well, there's some sort of radiation belt. Point is, people be banging up in space. We don't need a lizard satellite. <laughs> All we need is a truth from the cosmonauts and astronauts. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Jesse. Let's cover the story here, and then I, need, I have a little bit of conjecture for you. Uh, but it says, Russian scientists are attempting to... Reestablish control of a satellite in which a team of geckos may be copulating as part of a study 
into the effects of weightlessness on lizard mating. On Thursday, the team behind the research confirmed that the vessel was not responding to commands, potentially leaving the reptiles to their out-of-this-world sexual intercourse while video footage continues to beam down to Earth. Oh, so they can't get a visual. They got a visual. How is that not on Twitch.tv? <laughs> Let's get the Pokemon nerds on this. This is basically a Pokeball. <laughs> it is. This is what's going in- on inside of your Pokeball. Yeah, exactly. This this is how this is how your Pokemon are able to evolve in mm-hmm. quotation marks because you're like just- I I call you uh, Pikachu. Wait. Why did Pikachu and Charmander pop out of that ball? And why is Charmander smoking a cigarette? Well, let's go. Guys! Charmander lights a cigarette with his tail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does that move where he lights two and then gives one to Pikachu. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it says... Uh, Research satellite Photon M4 was launched into space on July 19th. So they've only been up there for a little bit. Uh, the geckos are among several species on board. It's like an ark, including insects <laughs> and flora that are part of a series of biology experience, experiments by Russia's Institute of Medico-Biological Problems on the effect of weightlessness on mating. But All right, I got, I got something to interject here. What is it? They talk about panspermia, right? Right. It was covered in Cosmos. The idea that mm-hmm. um, there's bacteria and microorganisms that can uh, survive in space and re-entry mm-hmm. through atmosphere. That there's you know there's life that's so tough that it can float around on an asteroid and then re-enter into a, another planet, and then uh, life can grow from that. Right. What about the much more likely thing that there's just like some crazy space Russia on like some foreign planet and they like lost control of their gecko sex satellite and uh-huh. then it landed on Earth and that's where all Earth's life comes from. Better idea. Yeah. Uh, Russian space satellite loses control, drifts into a black hole, goes back in time, populates the Earth. <laughs> Holy shit, what just happened? <laughs> Which came first, guys? <laughs> we evolved from our own we geckos that our... we sent into space. Mm-hmm. We have go- we evolved from our own gecko spunk. Wow. Um, says, but a glitch has resulted in scientists losing control of the satellite's engine. Russian space uh, firm Progress confirmed to the nation's Interfax news agency on Thursday. Progress is busily working to reestablish a connection with the operating system, currently on autopilot, before all hope is lost. Oh, jeez. Scientists said they are still able to watch video footage (laughs) (laughs) of the mating geckos and observe how the absence of gravity affects their sexual behavior. (laughs) There's just geckos floating around and zero G's banging. What are they finding out, though? This is really... I'm so curious because... How could they possibly bang? Yeah, I, they could bang into each other and then float <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. Do they just, like, kind of float around and then hope that <laughs> they could, like, grapple each other and then get it on? <laughs> I have no idea. It's it's so weird. It's like... I feel like it's it's like in the, in the Slaughterhouse-Five movie that was produced in, like, the 70s. They put uh, they put the main character and then this lady into like a dome the Trophimadorians do and then they go are you mating now are you <laughs> mating now yeah and I feel like that's what the Russians are doing I never saw that movie 
eh, it's not worth it. Yeah, I feel the same way about um, Breakfast of Champions starring one Bruce Willis. I do not know about that movie. It's really, really bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and there was no immediate word from the scientists behind the experiment on Thursday as to whether the geckos had successfully copulated as Photon M4 hurtled through space. <laughs> <laughs> out. I, like, I mean, it's... Do you ever just, like, kind of creep along at a leisurely manner through space? Nope. You always hurdle. You're always hurtling. Um, Can you do the hurdles in space, or is that unfair with no gravity? Great question. The world may never know. You just do one jump, and you fly over all of them. <laughs> um, so this is what I'm going from, from a conspiratorial angle here, because, okay, obviously they, they're looking at zero gravity on sex because they want to figure out how to put people into space right and and this isn't <laughs> i think they've figured out how to put people in well space. i mean I'm, I'm i'm assuming for long form space travel the other thing about this is that regardless of every science fiction show we have not figured out how to put gravity onto a ship right that that is completely uh a, 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 a from the imagination of hollywood because it's a lot easier to shoot people at a sound stage than it is to have them float around on wires yeah, exactly. So basically, any long-form space travel, you're going to be in zero-G the whole time. So yeah. they're, they're trying to see, I guess, if you can be on a ship long enough where you can copulate? And then... and then Right, this is for uh, future generation ships that will be entirely populated by lizards. I cannot imagine... I cannot imagine ha being pregnant... Well, I can't imagine being pregnant, but I can't imagine being pregnant <laughs> on a spaceship and then, and then having the baby on a spaceship. That just seems crazy to me. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's the whole, wow, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, hmm. Slaughterhouse-Five, hmm. 1972. Breakfast of Champions, 1999, 26%. Yikes. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I can't even imagine existing, because <clears throat> the idea of, like, these generation ships, like, something right. that's going to take us to Alpha Centauri, right? Yep. Uh, so it's going to take, like, 20 generations at the speed of light. Right. So, can you, can you even imagine human existence where you never experience gravity your entire life? You, you would think people would atrophy. Like, right, your bones but, you know, humans... Working. We're on top because we're we're the baddest evolvers, you know? We're the most adaptable to change. Well, there you go, I guess. I mean, baddest in, like, we're bad mofos. You could have to make some kind of protein shake. The, the, the other aspect here, so we're, we've got the procreation part of this experiment. But the other part about this is lizards. So I'm thinking totally New World Order, lizard people trying to figure out how they can exit the planet. Oh, this is their exit yeah. strategy. Lizard, lizard man ex exit strategy. The lizard man thing has been... That's one of the weirdest conspiracies. So weird. I do not understand the, the lizard, lizard man. people conspiracy. No, I don't get it. Like, I get... Like, whatever, man. Like, I feel like if you could tie it to a world event, there's a huge conspiracy around, uh, you know, the moon landing or a JFK assassination or 9-11. But actually just being like, people are lizard people. And they are controlling the world. That's where it's like, what? Where? What? I mean, I, I, and I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying that all conspiracy theories 
hold water. I'm just saying that there's some that are so outlandish. It's like maybe you don't talk about those parts of it. Yeah. You reptilians, know. also called reptoids, reptilioids, mm-hmm. or draconians, are purported reptilian humanoids that play pro- a prominent role in science fiction as well as modern ufology and conspiracy theories. The idea of reptilians on Earth was popularized by David Icke. Mm-hmm. His name is I last name I C K E. That's a conspiracy theorist who claims shape shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate our societies. Mm-hmm. Icky has claimed on multiple occasions that the world leaders are or are possessed by reptilians ruling the world. Yeah. Like, there's a big theory that Dick Cheney's a reptilian. Well, he has no heartbeat. Well, he's cold-blooded. Yeah, check it and see. <laughs> got a... Uh, so, my favorite thing... Got so, a temperature of whatever the room might be. I will say one of my favorite things to do, especially late night after a couple of beers, is start watching conspiracy theory YouTube videos. You like doing... That makes me so mad. It makes me... Whatever it's it's it. Uh, sometimes you like to go down the rabbit hole, mm. and like I said, I don't believe any of this stuff. But uh, it's the people who do are fascinating to me, <laughs> and the ones that I love are there are ones online you you could just YouTube these. It's like proof reptilian people <laughs> exist. Well, that was the other. I I typed this into. Uh, Google and it was I typed in lizard people. One came up conspiracy and the other one came up proof. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a lot of videos. So the, yeah, there's videos. Why am I looking at Osama bin Laden right now? Yeah. Well, because people don't understand video compression. <laughs> As somebody who's worked in video for a very long time, people will always post this stuff and they'll be like, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, uh, God, it's not like residue. It's uh, I can't remember what it's called. Artifacting. So there's artifacting it happens, especially when you compress video, where like the video will freeze for like a second. Uh-huh. And then, Obviously, that's where they spliced. Yeah. Where but, it got spliced. No, people will actually say that like this, watch this person's face start melting during this new, live news broadcast. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's just artifacting in the <laughs> video render. Like, it's just hilarious to me, like, the things that people latch on to. I but, think that the Personal Arrogance podcast has been taken over by lizard hmm. reptilians in the form of Eric Walquist, Lizard Man. Oh, you do find my website? Yeah, yeah, That I mean, that was it, ericwalquistlizardman.com. Yeah, lizardman.net. Oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get dot com. I was thinking. Well, uh, the net was a better deal, and it also uh, works better. People don't understand dot net dot net websites are associated with the lizard people um, because we build large nets that we catch flies in in order to eat. See, I don't think that lizards do that. Mm. I think that's more of like a spider thing. Well, I would know. Okay, that's true. You would be there. Regardless, I apologize. Regardless, this is all just a conspiracy for the lizard man trip to Alpha Centauri. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You you can't keep your net just to Earth. You have to cast it across the whole universe. And that's proof. Lizard men. That's proof. All right. Let's. Uh, speaking of facts, let's move on to trivia. Uh, we're going to be doing Genius Water Trivial Pursuit this week. Uh, going to be rolling the six-sided die to see which category we do. 
Um, oh, I rolled a six at Sports and Leisure, baby. I'm feeling very leisurely right now. Okay, people are blowing up our Facebook feed right now. Maybe I shouldn't have that open during the show. I always wonder about that. If people are listening to it on like their laptops and they're like, oh, did I get a Facebook message? Because those, those like, <laughs> boop, boop, was always happening throughout the show. Yeah, you don't want to give them a false positive on that. No, no. The endorphin rush is, is quick and sweet. Uh, Jesse, this question is for you. What blood sport originated the word crestfallen? Um, cockfighting? I'm going to go jousting. Oh my god, you got it. Cockfighting. Yeah. How did you get that? 4-H? Is that a 4-H callback? No. There's no cockfighting in 4-H. Because it's like the... I feel like the the chickens, like the feathers Mm -hmm. off the top of their head is called the crest, right? Uh, That's something the 4-H kid could tell me. Yeah, I guess. Maybe it was 4-H. It's some residual 4-H artifacts. 4-H is, by the way, I saw saw this on a conspiracy theory video. 4-H is actually a front for a cockfighting ring run by lizard people. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah. well, uh, the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> the cock's out of the bag. Uh, this question's for me. What distance is the Kentucky Derby run at? I'm going to go with a mile and a half. I'm going to say a thousand meters. Oh, one and a quarter miles. Ooh. I believe that I was still geographically closer to that answer. Mm-hmm. Well, that... That must make you crestfallen. <laughs> All right, Jesse, this question's for you. What basketball player was known as the Big O? Um, Jesse was a great answer, though. That makes total sense. I'm going to say yeah, like Shaquille family, O'Neal. Like the family crest? Yeah, no. Yeah, hmm. no, it, it makes total sense. You're saying Shaquille O'Neal, huh? I guess. I mean, he's big. He has an O. I'm going to say uh, Othello Williams? I don't know. Oscar Robinson. I should know that if I didn't completely give up on the NBA after they gave up on me. And Jessica, Jesse, this question is for me. I needed to tie what stadium did Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King battle it out in? I'm going to go with Madison. Oh. oh. Hmm? Uh, I'm going to go with Cowboys Stadium. Uh, Madison Square Garden is what I was thinking. Oh, the Houston Astrodome. Oh, Rob Zip's own. Also geographically closer. Just wanted to get that on the record. It is, yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing about the Astrodome is that it's still standing. It's full of rats. And it's full of rats. I found they, out about that on the Rob Zip and Friends podcast. It's crazy. There's like, the Astrodome is still standing. The Silverdome, the Pontiac Silverdome is still standing. In, in, uh, in Detroit, because right. per- apparently somebody bought the Silver Dome, and then they were like, we're going to turn this into a soccer stadium, and then they completely ran out of money because it's a terrible idea. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's still standing too, but it doesn't have a roof. Right. Um, and then also the uh, Olympic Stadium in Montreal still standing. That's where they shot part of uh, the zombie movie. God, what was that zombie movie called? Uh, it's something. It's like a zombie love story. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, stadium still standing in Seattle. We blow up our stadiums when we're done with them. Implosion. <laughs> level them to the ground, and we build something else on top. Build another stadium on top of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and before that, we, we uh, 
tear down all the low rent uh mm-hmm. <laughs> domiciles. It's called gentrification, motherfucker. Get used to it. <laughs> God. Uh, so for it's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> All right, for our next topic, we are going to uh, none other than Mr. James Patterson, our bracket master. Or, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to say his name like Sean Connery. James Patterson. See, that sounded just like Michael Caine. It is. James Patterson. Oh, you have to, like, go into it here. Bond. James Bond. 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 Yeah, he's got a little bit of James Patterson. Bond. James Patterson. James, should I, I've been doing the glottal T, should I do a front T? James Patterson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connery's a frontal T, sorry. Michael Caine is a glottal T. Uh, speaking of glottal T's, uh, <laughs> James Patterson uh, sent us a great bracket, and it's a little bit of a nostalgic bracket, and that's why I love it so much. This is the, 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 the top PA episode title, Tournament of Death. So, Jesse, we're going to go through this bracket. We're going to pick the best personal arrogance episode titles until uh, the listeners can pick our final. And the interesting thing about this is that I still feel like it was just yesterday we started naming these things. But it was, I know. It was, it was like 150 episodes ago. It was plus. 175 plus. It was episode 25. I can't fucking believe that. Like we 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 began by just naming episodes. Episode Doesn't one. Doesn't it episode feel two. like it's been about fifty fifty unnamed episodes, named yeah. episodes? Yeah. Like this will always be and I remember the one first time you're like, dude, we should name the episode. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should And, you're and like, then you were confused because you thought like we would name the episode first and then make the episode right. about that. Right. And I was like, No. <laughs> let's just do it. After this is when I we were like going to each other's apartments and recording <laughs> back each in other's the day. apart. It's nice of you to pretend that I ever had an apartment. <laughs> I, 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 you had a house apartment. Yeah, I lived in slums. <laughs> <laughs> you lived in fun zones. That's what I call them. Yeah, uh, I call them funs, not slums. And. Coincidentally, they were all knocked down to build stadiums. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the right. Seattle Thunderbirds will be playing at my old house. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so Jesse, this is the bracket. Let's go through it here. Episode 42, Bathe My Ape in Your Milky Way. Uh, classic Kanye West lyric. Versus- yeah, that, that was back when we were both jamming on Kanye pretty hard. It's true. And I then- feel like he took a harsh turn. He did. Into becoming a one a Canada goose and two a total weirdo. <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> uh, and then uh, that's versus episode one oh nine, Epi- Edward Norton as a Muppet Baby. I don't have any recollection of what that could possibly mean. I believe uh, that was my description of you. You know, I it's apropos because I just cut my beard off. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in like baby face mode right now. I could be Ed- Edward Norton as a Muppet Baby right now. That's true. Okay, so this is a tough matchup. Which one are you going with? Well, just because I coincidentally cut my beard off. Yeah. Edward Norton as a Muppet Baby. I'm, I'm leaning that way too. That one's going to win here. Um, up next we have episode 202, Much Tasteless Situation. Uh, a, a rookie, but a strong rookie. Uh, versus episode 142, Law and Swarder. 
I think this Oof. has got to be much a Tasha situation. I love Lawn Sorter so much. Do you remember what the context was for that? I have no idea, <laughs> which is what makes it so much better. Law and Sorter. It's so interesting. I, I was reading a piece, uh, a piece, and by a piece I mean a post by an anonymous person on Reddit, talking about <laughs> chivalry and how basically the laws of chivalry were all about battle. Yeah. And so when you say, you know, chivalry is dead, it's like, well, yeah, we don't just, like, fight each other all the time and, like, duels to the death. Yeah. But basically, this-, this is what chivalry was, was law and swarder. It really is. Yeah. There was, uh, I remember watching this documentary about uh, medieval combat, and, like, they would write, like, manuals about right. how to fight. It was, like, old-school MMA, basically. And But they were written, like, almost from, like, a first-person perspective, like, theoretically, like, you overextended your arm, so now I'm going to take my sword down, or my shield on it, and break your elbow. Right. But one of them was like, <laughs> one of them was like, thank you for stepping too far forward, because now I can attack your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it, like, used the word thank you. It's like, thank you, opponent, <laughs> for exposing your genitals for a a downward longsword attack. Yikes. So it's pretty cool. My vote is for Lawn Sworder. Alright, we'll go Lawn Sworder. I like it. Much station situation is strong, though. Did we? I feel like we forgot to read that email from the guy talking about how that's... We might have. No, I think we mentioned it. We definitely mentioned it. That was from uh, Rolo Tomasi, I believe. Was it Rolo? I think so. Okay. I hope so. Someone uh, wrote us a great email about uh, how Munchetatia's yeah, situation has entered the vernacular. Lives. Yeah, I think that was rolling, but I, yeah, we got it. Um, uh, number 58, Cerebral Ballsy, which I love. <laughs> I feel bad about that one. Well, it's 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 bad uh, in, that, in the context with the cerebral palsy, which is a devastating <laughs> disease. Uh, nobody is nobody is saying that that is not a terrible, terrible thing to happen to a person. But right. it's also, if you are very ballsy at an intellectual level, cerebral ballsy. And then, secondly, we have Lawful Good is Totally Cop Stash, in which we were creating an RPG in which your character class is your mustache. Yeah, that's really good. And also, just apropos of nothing and coincidentally... Yep. I was reading in the player's handbook their descriptions of all the uh, the the alignments that a character can have. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. There but I my vote is Cerebral Ballsy. What do you think? I'm a Cerebral Ballsy on that as well. Okay. I felt happy when I said that. That was a 50, that was episode 58. That was way way back, way back machine. Speaking of episodes in the 50s, we have 53 pterodactyl terrorists spelled. <laughs> P.T. Aerodactyl. P.T. Aerodactyl. That would be the best name ever. (laughs) P.T. Aerodactyl? P.T. Aerodactyl. It's like P.T. Barnum. Yeah, exactly. Except it's P.T. Aerodactyl. I I love that, actually. Uh, So this is a great because it's it's Pterodactyl Terrorist versus Kamikami Dolphin... Kamikaze dolphin bombs. Yeah, exactly. I think we already just talked ourselves in the pterodactyl terrorists. Yeah, just on the merits of PT aerodactyl. 
attorney at law. <laughs> and he's a pterodactyl. Okay, episode 75, Semen Demon, versus episode 119, The Sharks Aren't That Bad. These are both about bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah. Where are you coming I, at? I don't know. I don't really love either. Well, I'm going to give it to Sharks because you always talk about Sharks. That's true. Well, okay. It's a common Have joke you been for watching you. Comedy Central lately? No. Lots of shark jokes? Well, no. I was watching Comedy Central, and out of nowhere, there's, like, a commercial of a guy running through, like, the streets in a city, and then he just, like, slams the door as he, as he's going into a bathroom, and then the text says, Shark Week. <laughs> the week totally came up with Shark Week. Yeah, they're doing Shark Week uh, on Comedy Central. Well, so, Sharts are in right now. Sharts are in. Sharts are in. Ironically, they're in. All right, they should next- be out. <laughs> Episode 72, John Candy Cannon. Which I think that uh, Mr. James Patterson thought the John Candy Cannon was about a cannon with John Candy in it. It's about the cannon of his work. <laughs> Versus episode 131, episode 130, part 2, episode 131. <laughs> which I like that one. I get too much of a kick out of that. <laughs> That's really funny to me. Okay, good. Uh, coming up next, 144, a pentagon of caffeine, wa- of caffeine waffles. 144, a pentagon of caffeine waffles versus 126, flick stick or nom. Jesus, that was, uh, episode 126 was flick stick or nom? That's when I started riding the bus. That was so <laughs> long ago. I feel like I just started riding the bus. Anyway. Time compresses with age. Where are you going? Are you going with the egos or you going with the boogers? I don't have a strong candidate on this one. I feel like Egos beats it out and in it in in ekes out the victory here. Okay. Episode 117, you be a Chilean miner, I'll be a Somali pirate. <laughs> we were talking about Halloween costumes, topical ones for that time. Uh, Versus uh, episode 134, thank God it's Fight Club. I think I think miners and, and, uh, and pirates win that one, huh? I kind of like thank God it's Fight Club, but I'll give it to the miners and pirates. Oh, man. <laughs> you really like it. You burp liked it. Yeah, sorry. I'm getting loaded. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, up next, uh, so now we're the quarterfinals. It's Edward Norton as a Muppet Baby versus Lawrence Warder. I think Lawrence Warder. Lawrence Warder. Uh, up next, we got Cerebral Ballsy versus Pterodactyl Terrorist. Pterodactyl Terrorist is, is yeah. coming on strong here. Uh, up next, we got The Sharks Aren't That Bad versus Episode 131, Episode... Episode 130, part two, episode 131. I think that one gets it. Yeah. And then we got the Pentagon versus Chilean Miners. That one's definitely going Chilean Miners. Chilean Miners, yeah. Okay, so now we get the semifinals here. Favorites. Here we go. So, this is Lon Swarter versus Pterodactyl Terrorists. Oh, man. It's tough. Yeah. My heart says Lon Swarter. I'm leaning Lon Swarter. Lawrence Order wins it. All right. Chivalry is alive. Lawrence Order. <laughs> Versus episode 131, episode 130, part two, episode 131. Versus <laughs> you'll be a Chilean miner, I'll be a Somali pirate. Uh, it's episode 131, part two, episode one, ah, whatever episode it is. Episode 131, episode 130, part two, episode 131. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your bracket. Lawrence Order. Versus episode 131, episode 130, part 2, episode 131. 
Let us know on Facebook what is the champion. I will post a thread for it, uh, and uh, and we will get to that next week. Get off my bracket, James Patterson. Thank you, James Patterson. You. Speaking of James Patterson, we got plenty of Facebook roundup topics, and that's what we're talking about next. Uh, each week we post on our uh, personal Eric's Facebook page we are talking, and if you tell us what to talk about, we will talk about it, and this is the Facebook roundup where we talk about it. Rolla Tomasi says, favorite import beer. Jesse, what do you got? Oh, shit. Sapporo. I like Sapporo's. Nice. Get off my back about it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dos Equis. So get off my back about that. Dos Equis Amber. It's a standby. There you go. Uh, James Patterson says, sitting or standing? I'm going to go sitting. Sitting, right? I mean, Absolutely. okay. So I listen to a lot of Allison Rosen podcasts. Yeah. On Thursdays, this has been a, a very lucrative podcast topic for them mm-hmm. but i just don't understand how you can stand up when you're wiping your butts your <laughs> cheeks clench stand up all the way you can't stand no way you have to sit you hover yeah wait you, you? no i no, i don't i do the lean this is yeah, getting exactly. really you personal lean. this you is tilt. getting personal you list i don't know man all i'm saying is uh i've been in a lot of bathrooms some people stand up turn around based on That's- shoes what? That always freaks me out. What? They're done. They stand up. They turn around and face and the toilet wipe? and wipe. I'm assuming they're wiping. They're doing something. Are you sure they're not just like doing like a a pee poo pee? No way. You pee, you pee at the beginning. This is at the end. But sometimes you gotta do the pee poo pee. No, I don't do that. Does anyone know. do the pee poo pee out there? Let me. I think it's time to no. move on. Okay, but, <laughs> but folds. It's the end. Oh, crumple or fold. So this Answer is about to toilet second. paper. I thought you were talking about clothes. <laughs> I was like, crumple your underwear, fold the rest of your clothes. That's where crumple I Crumple is wasteful. You gotta fold. Crumple or fold? I'm a crumpler. You crumple? I'm a crumpler. That's a waste of that's a waste of plies. I'm just saying I want as much provisions between my hands and what what in the business end as possible. Uh so yeah, okay. crumpling enables the 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 dome of 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 freedom or whatever it's called. I <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'm just <laughs> saying, like when it comes to like, I only need to burn through like two three plies per wipe. Well, how many are you doing when you crumple it? I'm the fucking defense department, dude. I don't care how much it takes. Oh, man, what a waste. What a, <laughs> and the great thing about folding, too, uh-huh. is like while you're doing your business, you can fold up like three or four of them. Just, dude, multitasking? Come on. Yeah, no, exactly. Just uh. you, I, you rest them on your thigh right there. You're like, I'm ready to go. Wow. You, you, I am, I am a marathon. You are a sprinter, apparently. I think I might be the definition of anal retentive. <laughs> Okay, let's get away from this. Okay. James follows it up with what Comic-Con, what from Comic-Con has gotten you excited? I'm excited for the sci-fi show Ascension. It has the exact same premise that Aaron talked about on their first PA guest episode. This is really cool. I, I watched the preview for this show. It's basically what we were just talking about in terms of... Uh, okay, can you clarify this yeah. for me? Yeah. It's uh, Ascension? Yeah, I mean... Aaron talked about. Oh, yeah. So on the show, they're basically talking about living spaceships. So we're talking oh, about yeah, the ships yeah, that yeah. go the to The generation Alpha. ships yes. where everyone's super evolved and knows to fold. Yeah. So this is There's a... There's no crumpling in space. This is about a generation ship, but it was launched in like the 1960s. 
So it's like Mad Men meets a generation ship because they didn't have any cultural um, progression through that time. So it's basically the 1960s on a, a generation ship. You know what's interesting about this idea? What? All right, I'm just going to throw this out mm-hmm. out there. Generation ship travel. Let's say that we know Earth is fucked. We launch a ship right now yep. and send it to Alpha Centauri. We do that. But Earth, like, survives another 20 years and has all that advancement and progression, and we make a bigger, faster, better ship, and then send oh, that no. off. Oh, And then they land, and then, like, 20 years later, the advanced ship lands? Well, no, the advanced ship, which is going so much faster, lands first, and oh, then the ship that, that launched 20 years prior, yeah. with their different social and everything, that lands later. So, like, oh my now people are colonizing this new planet, and, and they're, like, feeling they're all super cool and advanced, but people are coming back with different societies, you know, yeah. landing later. It's like there's an inherent uh, class system. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, you land it. Uh, you're the primitive people from 2012. We're the advanced people from 2034. This is a really good idea, Jesse. I like cool. this idea a lot. And that, and y- you could even like extrapolate that into like six or seven of these ships. Yeah, and then yeah, at the end of season one, another ship lands. Exactly. Oh shit. Oh shit. That's a good idea, man. I like that idea a lot. Um, Lydia, not my wife, another Lydia, says, movie scene actor switch substitute. Oh, I do want to say, sorry. Oh. Let's go back to James Patterson. Yes. I really like the Mad Max trailer that you linked. Dude, Mad Max trailer looks good. It looks really good. I'm excited. Um, Lydia, not, like I said, not Lydia, my wife, and a different Lydia says, movie scene actor switch substitute any character from any movie scene with someone else that you think would be funny. For example, that scene in Return of the King where Smeagol is fighting with Daigle, uh, for the one ring. I would take out Daigle and replace him with Riddick. Seems pretty funny to me. Get off my back. What would yours be? Uh, I'm going to take Obi-Wan Kenobi off of. The Death Star in Episode Four, right? Replace him with Magneto. Love it. Magneto would yeah. be unstoppable on the Death Star. <laughs> this is the this is an interesting thing with Magneto is that if oh yeah because he would be able to lock up Darth Vader's arms. Darth Vader totally screwed. Yeah. Plus Death Star. Not a hundred percent sure that's not made from like some sort of high tech plastic alloy, but right. I think it's made of metal. Totally, he'd be he'd be ship, shipping that ship around the solar system yeah. single-handedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, he could just fly it around. He's like, "What planet are you from? Let's go there." <laughs> Tatooine. Boom. Oop. Luke's dead. Anyway, <laughs> wait. Luke's with me on this Death Star. Sorry about your uh, everyone. See, I was thinking that final scene with Obi Wan, you know, lightsabering, uh, lightsaber battle with with uh, Darth Vader. Except you replace Obi-Wan with uh, the dude from Office Space with the stapler. <laughs> and all he really wanted was a stapler. <laughs> That's why he's the one who sold the uh, Death Star plans out to the Rebels. Love it. Slipped him under the door. Magneto in Star Wars universe is unfucking stoppable Yeah. Imagine, basically. he has like a billion lights. He could just go around like getting all the lightsabers. Yeah. And then you could just have like a a sphere of lightsabers. You could do anything. 
I don't know. That is a major question is what is stronger, the force or Magneto's magnetic power? Magneto, certainly. I don't know. I don't know. That that's a, that that sounds like a great nerd debate question. I think they're separate I'm talk, I mean, but equal. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like Darth Vader would be screwed because Magneto would be able to control his body, but I'm talking Obi Wan, who or Yoda, like who would be able to control a lightsaber between those two sucking it toward their hands? Ooh, yeah. you know that's a really good, really good question. Yeah. Well, let's table it for now. Okay. Uh, we got up next. We got Tony. He says, "How's it going for you? Going pretty good, Tony. Thanks for asking." <laughs> uh, Josh says, "Your thoughts on manscaping?" <laughs> I feel like we've covered this before. Have shave, we? Shave, trim, or let nature run its course. Trimmer. Got to trim the hedge. Got to trim the hedge. I'm just saying, keep it neat. Yeah, exactly. Just keep it neat. Yeah. yeah. Um. Up next, we got Chris says, did you see the test footage for the Deadpool movie? If so, what did you think? What are your overall thoughts on a, uh, on Deadpool in general? I feel like a Deadpool movie would be really good in, like, 1996. <laughs> but I feel like it's really tough to make a Deadpool movie and then slap. I guess it would be made by Fox. I think Fox still owns Deadpool. Really? Yeah, slap a Marvel. You can, I feel like... Blade, you can make an R-rated movie, R-rated Marvel movie with Blade, but I really don't think we live in a world right now where you can create an R-rated um, Marvel movie, and especially with a character that a lot of people don't know about. I mean, this is the great experiment with Guardians of the Galaxy coming out this Friday, is can Marvel capitalize on a property just by sticking the Marvel sticker on it? For a lot of people, Deadpool is just going to be sticking a Marvel sticker on a movie, and if you're used to bringing your kid to that movie, uh, Deadpool, first of all, has to be rated R uh, in order for it to be good. And second of all, I don't know if it can weather that storm. Marvel is a family brand at this point. I don't know if Marvel can do a Deadpool movie correctly. And, I think and you can get away with people. a PG-13 Deadpool. Really? I think you can. Hmm. I mean, the comics aren't like super graphic or anything. They're just super tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, but it's a dude who chops people's heads off with samurai swords. Yeah, Wolverine does the same thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. With his, we, with we, his what bone am I, blades. What am I talking about? We live in America. You could have as much violence as you want. Deadpool? Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Until Obama takes that one away. Uh, <laughs> Deadpool is just more about like tongue-in-cheek, like making fun of it. And I think, I mean... Maybe we're primed for, like, a Marvel movie making fun of Marvel movies. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and, and apparently there's a lot of comedic elements coming out in Guardians of the Galaxy, so maybe that'll kind of open the door for that uh, almost parody thing. The other thing about this is that you, it has to live in its own universe. I don't want to see Deadpool in the Avengers. It needs to be kind of a commentary on this decade of, of uh, superhero movies. And yeah. Let's, yeah, let's and, you know, it. you could you could do, like, some sort of Deadpool cameo in the Avengers that's making fun of the Avengers. Right. So that, you know... I think it'd be better to do an Avengers cameo in Deadpool, so it's like, he's in New York, and is, he, like, looks over his shoulder, and then, like, one of those giant robot dragon things flies through uh, with, uh, with the Hulk on its back, and he's like, oh, God. Like, his... You know, he makes some kind of snide comment. I don't write Deadpool, obviously. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> um, Love it. 
Uh, what up we got? Uh, but I did really like the test footage, by the way. Um, what else we got? We got Titus says, uh, at what point can you unfriend someone from Facebook? I don't want to unfriend them in real life. I just don't want to see their stupid posts. That's well, what the there's like the unfollow, uh, don't, unfollow. Don't tell me what these people are doing. Yeah, it's the unfollow button. If you really don't want to, but I'm at the point now where uh, I don't need to be friends with everybody who I went to high school with on Facebook. If anybody puts anything offensive to me on Facebook personally, I just uh, it's a done. It's a done deal. Also, I don't have that problem because I don't get offended anymore. Well, it's and I'm, I don't mean offended. I'm just talking about from a personal perspective. If somebody puts something overly political or that humors me. <laughs> I love it. There, I don't troll or anything. I just no. look at it and I'm like, the yay. See, I I just get rid of it. I'm okay with it. Well, you are more But more. at what point can you unfriend someone? I've unfriended people for commenting on every fucking thing that I do with yep. something like weird and sarcastic and negative, Mike Walker. <laughs> when when it's like <sighs> Well, it's like you can't even say, I had a pretty good lunch. And they're going to be like, oh, well, you think your lunch was good? Kids are dead in Gaza right now. You know, like, yeah, that's when you kind of unfriend them. It's like, I don't care what you post, but when you start, like, bringing your shitty attitude yeah. in the, to my interaction with the Facebook, that's when you're gone. Yeah, that's a mention. It's like, okay, my mom posted on that, and then you posted that, which means now my mom read that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now my mom got a notification about you being a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. All right, rapid fire here. Uh, Sonia says, uh, cool stuff. Uh, and she linked to an article here from io9. For fun and science, the biology, ecology, and geology of tattooing. I'm going to put this in PA topics. This looks really good. Uh, James, again, says, Comedy Central is junk, drunk history. Personal arrogance needs a drunk JR. Best JR ever. And then JR commented, thanks, buddy. Blues Brewfest coming in two weeks. I'll see what I could do. JR <laughs> from Philly, please send us more drunk dials. We love them. It's a religious experience for him. Nick says, Jesse's Rant Corner, a small segment where you could go off about something and not feel bad about it. Also, FTL. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I will always feel bad about it. Oh, you don't That's just how my brain works. It. People love it. I, I, still, I still feel bad. Also, FTL, if, uh, people should check it out on Bald Move. There's... Uh, Jim and Aaron have a couple of videos up of them playing FBI yeah, for like fun. two hours. Uh, Joe says, can't make it to Seattle this pack. Can Eric wear a hat cam or Google Glass during the HP Pubcraft Love Crawl? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to do that, but we will be uh, documenting the event with, uh, with video. So uh, stay tuned for that. Zach says, best fantasy football team names. I go with Putin it on the Blitz. Uh, <laughs> with a Photoshop picture of a shirtless, shirtless poos. Not Putin it, it on the Putin on the oh, Blitz. Putin on the Blitz. I like that a lot. I is that like, bum 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 bum. It's like the the uh, young Frankenstein. Putin on the Blitz. Ah. Um. I always go with Edgar Allan Poe. That's my perennial favorite. With mm -hmm. a picture, I have a picture of Edgar Allan Poe wearing a uh, baseball cap that says Pone on it. So. I go with Saskatchewan Sea Dragons. Yeah. Because uh, I play the original game of fantasy football. <laughs> That's true. Blood Bowl. Uh, Mitch says, oh, and speaking of which, Zach, keep your eyes peeled, guys. Uh, 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 the Personal Arrogance Fantasy Football League will be opening up 
between this podcast and the next one. So keep your eyes peeled to the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. Uh, Mitch says, if you had to fight someone only using a creature from the sea as a weapon, one you could actually hold, what would you use and why? I would be. You said this before, right? Has this come up? I would use a. I mean, I would use some kind of poison resistant um, glove, but I would hold a lionfish. Because mm-hmm. of the inherent poison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I could hold a sperm whale. <laughs> I'm think... not saying I could lift a sperm whale, but I could hold it. You could hold its fin. I'm going to say narwhal. I like it. I mean, you could it's go... It's basically a sword. You could go like marlin. That'd be a little more ungamely. Or gamely. <laughs> ungamely, indeed. Gamely? More gang? King? I don't know what you're even trying to say. Lassa says, favorite tomato... Or, favorite tomato. <laughs> <laughs> favorite tomato movies ranked in order and why. No, favorite Tarantino <laughs> movies ranked in order and why. Jesse, I'll take this one if you don't mind. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, number one. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with um, Unglorious Bastards number one, Reservoir Dogs number two, Pulp Fiction number three, Jackie Brown number four, uh, <laughs> Death Proof number five, uh, Kill Bill one and two, six and seven, and then Django Unchained eight. I like Veggie Tales. Yep, I like Veggie. Like fried ga- fried green and tomatoes. I like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I, I'm putting fried green tomatoes ahead of Attack. Of the <laughs> okay, okay. Then fried green tomatoes. Then yep. um, that giant tomato fight they do in Spain every year. Exactly. Just YouTube videos of that. <laughs> and then finally, Angela says, "Guys, I'm always missing the Facebook roundup. I feel so left out. Well, you didn't miss it this time, but you didn't." <laughs> put any content in so next time put something in there angela we love you so much go uh go texas uh that's our <laughs> facebook roundup this week uh before we wrap up the show want to tell you about baldmove.com guys baldmove.com is where you can find us and a slew of other great podcasts right now there's a true blood podcast up there there's the leftovers podcast going on uh from hbo's the leftovers there's up yours downstairs there's orange is a new cast which is the orange is the new black podcast there of course is the because show the lovely women down in southern california um if you liked our sexy talk they have a lot more sexy talk and it's a lot more sexy so check that one it out. it's a lot more sexy lot for more sure sexy, uh than space geckos <laughs> <laughs> and then finally we are on there as well so check out Bob how does the geico gecko feel about this is my question i don't know you can do a cockney accent Oh God! Putting me on the spot here. I feel like he'd be like, "I'm feeling randy." Okay, okay, Geico Geico. So, so there's a lost uh, satellite full of sexy space geckos. How do you feel about that? Well, for, to begin with, I don't think that geckos should be on spaceships. Okay, why do you feel that way? Because we can't have sex. I could have told people that. Oh, okay, but it, like. Do you think that needs to be insured, like a satellite full of space sex geckos? Well, I'll tell you what. I know everybody already knows this, but if you right. are insuring your space gecko shuttle, uh, we mm-hmm. can save you 15% or more on car insurance by switching oh. to Geico. See, I don't think that qualifies as a car. Well, it's a motor vehicle, and we insure RVs, boats, uh, motorcycles. Right, let's stop this. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with... 
personal arrogance. Uh, you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, 360-362-0024. Send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Personal Podcast. We are on Facebook at the Personal Arrogance Facebook page and the Bald Move Facebook page. Like us, love us, follow us, tweet at us, and send us your voice so we can put it on the show. Jesse, let's do recos. What's your first reco this week? Oh, man. Just for my man, Angela Martinez, mm-hmm. go uh, Texas Rangers. Oh, they're like the best. It. They're the best baseball team. <laughs> you do realize they are in last place many a game before. For now, the there's Seattle still Mariners like right 740 games left in the season. <laughs> All right. My first record this week is once again going to be the board game Quantum. Cannot say how much I like this game. Jesse, I can't wait to play it with you uh, coming up at PAX. So, uh,. So we're going to be doing that. Sick. Yeah. I'm going to recommend one I know you like, Eric, because mm-hmm. I saw your Facebook status update. Couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Nathan for you. Nathan for you, dude. I really do think this is the funniest show on television right now. It's super duper funny. I laughed my ass off. Uncontrollably yeah. like laughing out loud. Yeah. And when was the last time you you did that at an actual television show? Here's the thing. I've, I've been watching that show on season one and i just sit there and i giggle the entire time yeah and um my wife likes the show but she doesn't like it on the same level that i like it so she kind (laughs) of laughs at me while i sit there like some sort of stoned hyena yeah but then i saw your status update where you talked about how you laugh the entire time it's on i'm like this is why we're bffs exactly dude this the, is why the whole lie detector mechanic episode was ridiculous and then the and then the exorcist real estate agent okay have you seen the one about uh where they take the hike for the gas rebate yes <laughs> the guy admits to drinking his grandson's peepee <laughs> This is the thing. I don't know what's real and what's not, but it's all apparently. I so I saw Nathan Fielder's AMA on Reddit, and he's swearing up and down that it's real. And the guy just started talking about drinking his grandson's pee pee. Like all of that was organic and real. It's it's the craziest show, dude. I love this show. It's it's hilarious. It Uh, is for you. And I'm going to follow it up with a show with another hilarious show that was actually canceled. But if you have HBO Go, you can watch it. It's called Family Tree. It stars Chris O'Dowd, and it's directed by Christopher Guest of Best in Show fame. Um, So uh, basically, it's a great improvised show about a kooky little British family. And Lydia Lydia and I have been watching it, and it is a delight. We love it a lot. So family tree guys thanks so much for listening this week thanks again to jim for uh, calling and telling us about comic-con yeah really really good interview really Loved great it. interview and then finally guys remember that until next time wherever you go whatever you do please stay stay arrogant james arrogant. patterson <laughs> Thank you.
Mm-hmm.